I don't care what anybody says, the scoring criteria is confusing and hard to apply in any round that doesn't have an obvious winner. What does the word effective even mean? And as a result of this problem, along with the 10-point must system being a bit of a disaster, fans sometimes get fired up about decisions they disagree with. Now, our subject in this video isn't robberies. We're not going to be rehashing fights like GSP versus Hendrix, where largely the fan base agreed at the time and still does now. Today is about the really close bouts that had everybody debating at the time, and will still get people writing you essays 240 characters at a time on Twitter should you disagree with them about the outcome. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 razor-thin decisions fans will always get heated about. Number 10, Randy Couture versus Pedro Hizo. Our first entry takes us back to a heavyweight classic during an era where they didn't even bother to tell you the scores when Bruce Buffer announced the decision, so we don't actually have the official numbers for the title bout between Randy and Pedro at UFC 31, which is partly why this one is so debated. The fight would be called a unanimous decision for champion Couture, but it was a battle. While we don't have the judges' scores, we do have data from MMA decisions, and we're going to be referencing them a lot in this video, so get all geared up for that. Their users were pretty much in agreement on the final two rounds. Couture 10-9 in the fourth, Hizo 10-9 in the fifth, and I agree. The real debate over this fight comes in two forms. Who won round three, which was fairly lackluster on both sides, and what constitutes a 10-8, as both men might have potentially scored them in the first two rounds respectively. In the second half of the opener, Couture was battering Hizo on the ground in what could have warranted a stoppage, let alone a 10-8 score. In the next frame, the exact opposite, Pedro dominated Randy for the entire round, ending it with a knockdown. Depending on how generous you were with 10-8s and how you scored the third, this fight could have swayed either direction, which is why they rematched immediately a few months later, with The Natural getting a TKO to ensure there weren't any questions about who won the second time. Number 9, BJ Penn versus Frankie Edgar. Alright, so I kind of understand not having the official scorecards for our first entry in 2001, but would you believe that we don't have them for the first Penn Edgar fight in 2010? We do at least have the totals, just not the round scores. Luckily, this lightweight title fight is the last such problem in this video as the UFC got their shit together. Anyway, let's talk about this huge upset victory Edgar had over champion Penn. The judges at UFC 112 would all see it for the challenger 50-45, 48-47, and 49-46, in agreement that we had a new champion, but all over the place on the rounds. But how could there be so much disagreement over what actually happened? Not just overall, but in some cases round to round, and in the years since. I think this fight is so debated because it was actually really hard to score. Although it definitely doesn't look it on paper. BJ stuffed 12 of 13 takedown attempts by Edgar, the single he did land only netted him 5 seconds of control time, and the answer only outstruck Penn in the final round of the bout. Watching it again, it's near certain Penn won the first two, the fifth very much went to Edgar, and so it really comes down to the third and fourth, both of which were razor thin. No matter what though, at least two of the judges had some wonky scores. Luckily, like Couture Hizo, they ran it back immediately and we got a definitive winner in Frankie the second time around. Number 8, Wei Li Zhang versus Yoani in Jacek. Finally, about with complete scorecards. A lot of times when there's a real banger like Zhang versus Yoana fight of the year at UFC 248, we say things like there aren't any losers, which tell that to the person who received half their pay after getting Cronenberg'd. But I digress, the bout was fight of the year and rightfully so. A back and forth battle to the very end with only one round really that everybody seems to be able to agree on, including the judges, who besides giving the third unanimously to Yin Jacek, didn't agree completely on any other five minute period. It would appear everyone else was divided too. MMA decisions showed that 15 major outlets had the fight for Zhang, but six saw it for Poland's finest. Their website's users were basically 50-50 split on it. This is just one of those fights where you could honestly argue four of the five rounds in either direction, and you'd have a pretty compelling reason why the score was warranted. Might have Yoana Hematoma's head, which began swelling in the third, have swayed the judges for the rest of the fight, as Whaley did get two of three judges' scores in the fourth and fifth. Unfortunately, we'll never know because the judges aren't required to include their rationale, just a couple numbers and a signature. Who really won this 
one? Well, Zhang did officially, otherwise that's entirely up to you. Number seven, TJ Dillashaw versus Dominic Cruz. Do you believe this bantamweight title fight was on Fox Sports 1? Crazy, right? Newly reptilian Dillashaw who had just beat Hen and Barrow a second time against Dom Cruz, the divisional goat? But yeah, okay, FS1, sure. Much like our previous entry, the judges could only agree on a single round unanimously. That being the 10-9 scored by the Dominator in the second, where his effective grappling might have done the trick. If you're looking purely at the stat page, it doesn't say shit about this one. With all the numbers each round so close, if you had to guess based on stats alone what the judges decided, you'd probably be wrong. In such a tight, fast, and technical bout that didn't see huge swings or knockdowns, didn't see dominant positions being held for long periods, the judges may have had to dig deeper into the scoring criteria. They didn't get much shit for giving Cruz the split victory, though, because none of us could make up our minds on who won this high-level human chess battle. 12 major outlets gave it to Dom, 10 to TJ, one thought it was a draw, and they might actually be right. 66% of nearly 1,800 MMA Decisions users scored the first three for Cruz, giving him the victory. But it's a fight you could watch 100 times and see differently each pass, but for a few of the rounds. Add in the fact that both fighters are so divisive, it's a recipe for heated debate. Number six, Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard 2. The Frankster's back, this time with one of the most insane comebacks in the history of the entire sport. Everybody on the planet gave Gray Maynard the first round of this one. Quite literally, 100% of MMA Decisions users scored the opener of UFC 125's main event lightweight title bout for the bully. And rightfully so, he scored three fucking knockdowns in five minutes. If you did score it for Edgar, please stop scoring fights. I don't think you understand the sport. And I know the criteria can be vague, but not that vague. The really fun debate about that round is whether it's a 10-8 or a 10-7. All three judges would go with the former, and I think that's the right call, but you can argue that that was about as bad as a round can get. Miraculously, Frankie would not only survive, but very clearly win the second round. He would also very confidently take the fourth, where the rest of the debate on this one lies is in the third and fifth rounds. Ultimately, one judge would give the fight to the champ, another the challenger, and the third saw it perfectly balanced 50-50, meaning we got the rare outcome of a split draw. With three of five rounds having debatable scores, there's three valid arguments for what this fight's conclusion truly was, which is rare and weird and I like it. As a result of this insanity, the pair would rematch later that year, with Edgar up two rounds when he KO'd Gray in the fourth to put an end to their trilogy. Number five, Nick Diaz versus Carlos Condit. Diaz one, two, five. Or if you were the actual judges, just Diaz three. Condit got the UD win. Yes, this meme-tacular interim welterweight fight at UFC 143 brought us both the one, two, five battle cry as well as so we're throwing spinning shit now. Two classics from a single bout. But is this one actually as debatable as the Nick Diaz army would lead you to believe? Well, let's look at those three infamous rounds since everybody seems to be of the mind that three and four were for Condit, despite the fact that two judges gave Diaz the third. Honestly, the first two rounds are pretty uneventful and fairly even. Nobody really landed anything big, their work rates were about the same. I think because Nick was taunting a lot and always the one moving forward, that many took that as him winning. But to act as if it was egregious to give those to Condit is pushing it a bit. What about the fifth? One judge did give it to Nick, the same who gave him the second. Funny enough, he was the only dissenting judge against Diaz in the third round. His card was all over the place. Condit was the clear winner on the feet in the final round, and while Nick did suddenly take his back for about 90 seconds, he landed no significant strikes, nor was he even close to a sub. So yeah, as much as I love Nick Diaz, if you want to give him the first two because not much happened either way, okay, maybe, but that fifth is a harder sell. Not that this debate will ever be settled. All that said, obviously Diaz 125, Condit, you ran the whole time, 209, motherfucker, what? Number four, Valentina Shevchenko versus Amanda Nunes 2. Joe Rogan said halfway through the fifth round that you're watching the two best women in the world cancel each other out, and if that doesn't sum up this one, I'm not sure what possibly could. How about the fans in Edmonton chanting, let's go 
Oilers in the closing minutes of the fight. All that said, when two of the three judges give you three of the five rounds, but you still lose on the scorecards, that's gotta sting. And ever since Shevchenko Nunes 2 went down at UFC 215, fans of the Bullet have been quick to debate anybody who refutes them over the outcome of the fight. They've got some pretty compelling arguments for why Valentina was actually the winner too. Honestly though, so does Amanda. In the moment, everybody was split. The judges themselves only all agreed on the first round to Nunes 10-9, and most other observers did too. But as far as the rest of the fight and the overall outcome, the media was split 50-50, with 10 outlets giving it to the Lioness and 10 more saying Valentina deserved the nod. Breaking it down round by round after the first, I still have no idea. I definitely see why so many gave Shevchenko the second, third, and fourth, but honestly, there just wasn't a ton to work with in this one. I think perhaps because it was so unclear who was more effective, Valentina being a bit more active overall gave the impression that she won. I think really we just need a trilogy bout. Number three, Robbie Lawler versus Carlos Condit. Yep, NBK was in yet another hotly debated title fight, this one for Ruthless Robbie's real welterweight goal at UFC 195. The instant classic saw Condit come up short this time in a narrow split decision, but did Lawler actually win? What we have here is pretty unique to this list, in that nearly everybody agrees on four of the five rounds. The judges, the media, the fans, one and foremost definitely went to Carlos, two and a wild fifth to the ruthless one, but what about round three? The stats show Condit outlanding Lawler two to one and throwing three times as many shots, but of course the stats can only tell us so much as I often say in our autopsy videos. And this fight might be one of the best examples, as it was incredibly close, yet the challenger outstruck the champion 177 to 93. As for the third, there were a few good shots both ways. Upon viewing it again, it felt like Carlos won, but you could definitely argue that perhaps Robbie's shots were a bit more effective. In the end, 15 major outlets gave the round and the fight to Condit, with only three feeling Lawler won. Over 2,000 users checked in at MMA decisions on this one, and 74% agreed with the media that the natural-born killer should have been crowned champion. I guess never leave it in the hands of a not particularly eventful round that's really hard to score. Number two, John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. The light heavyweight king has had at least three fights in his career that fans just cannot get over the fact that he was called the winner. The biggest is of course Gus won, but as we've discussed several times on this channel, that fight wasn't as close as it seemed in the moment, but it certainly did fire people up. Then there was the Tiago Santos bout, which 52% of MMA Decisions users gave to the Brazilian. The one that really had people absolutely raging though, was his UD victory over Reyes at UFC 247, and precisely because so many gave this fight to the challenger, which would have meant the first ever real loss for the 205 pound GOAT. 14 major outlets had the fight for the Devastator, with only 7 seeing JBJ as the winner, and 74% of the users at MMA Decisions agreed that it looked like Dominic won. The actual judges were lockstep for round 1, 4, and 5, with all three going Reyes, Jones, Jones, respectively. And that was also the case for just about anybody else that observed the fight. The rounds in question are 2 and 3, both of which had a single dissenting judge score it for Dom, as well as an enormous amount of fans. Watching the second back, it absolutely feels like Reyes is the more effective striker and grappler, and it didn't even feel particularly close in fact. The third to a lesser extent, but I think I'd give it to Dominic as well. Maybe there's some 4D chess shit I'm not seeing from Jones, who swears up and down he clearly won, but most people aren't convinced. Number one, Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz 2. There's not much that fires fans up more than Conor, but when you add a Diaz brother in there, this was the perfect storm for heated discussion. Hell, even the two fighters don't agree on who won. To be fair though, I'm not sure Nick or Nate have ever considered a fight a loss. And McGregor only counts finishes, so I guess UFC 202's main event was a draw. One judge, four media outlets, and 10.5% of MMA decisions users thought so too. In case you forgot though, Conor would earn a majority decision, with the two judges in his favor giving him the first 
second, and fourth. The first two stanzas make total sense. I mean, Connor scored knockdowns in both two and the second. Clear victories despite them still being competitive enough to be 10-9s. The third is why one judge scored the bout a tie. Because while all three had it for Diaz, Glenn Trowbridge awarded him the fight's only 10-8. And man, watching it again, honestly, it's close. Connor was completely gassed. He got pieced up pretty bad throughout, but for most of it, he was able to fire back and even land a few decent shots. At the end, though, he was getting pummeled. It's tough. I could see either score. I lean towards the nine, but yeah, I get it. The other two rounds, again, are pretty definitive. Four for McGregor, five for Diaz. 14 major outlets would see it for the notorious one and only one for Nate. I think arguing for Diaz as the victor is a stretch, but if you wanted to call it a draw, I honestly wouldn't be mad about it. Other fans would be, though, which is why this is number one on our list. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.